0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Mining Now. My name is Rory Bamford. I will be guest hosting this episode as Jared is off hosting the CIM Digital Conference, so he is gracefully allowing me to jump into his spot. <laughs> good morning, uh, Gaudi. How are you today?
1: Good morning. I'm doing good. Thank you.
0: Excellent. Have you uh, had you heard of Fenner Dunlop before?
1: I have. Yes.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, well. The,
1: I, I, no I heard of there, them. I, I don't know much about what they do, so I'm excited to learn a little bit more about them, <laughs>
0: yeah, same here. And uh, we have uh, we have Carl Bouchard coming on the show, and he is going to he's going to give us the the rundown on everything that they do and their expertise. So, First, we'll we uh, we'll jump over and hear from our sponsors.
1: Perfect. Um, okay, so first up, we've got the Bucket Shop. The Bucket Shop provides wear solutions for all mining bucket applications that extend life cycles of three to four times. They help clients improve productivity and reduce operating costs by providing innovative options, including um, their five-piece cast lip system, cast heel shrouds, and mechanical two- and five-piece buckets with optional disposable front ends. Um, Beyond Buckets, they provide truck box assemblies and liners, custom builds, undercarriage systems, ground engaging tools and abrasive blasting and painting. You can begin your savings today by visiting thebucketshop.ca Next up, we also have BitService. BitService has been locally owned and operated in Saskatchewan since 1965. Formed to serve the Saskatchewan underground potash industry, they have grown to serve a wide range of mining sectors across Canada. BitService maintains a fabrication and repair facility in Saskatoon in which they design, manufacture, and repair cutting assemblies for underground boring machines, continuous miners, and road headers. They bring additional value with authorized distributorship With Cincinnati Mine Machinery, uh, the Bodil Company, Kenna Metal you uh a metal ulma conveyor components hard rock vertex and star clean which allow them to actively engage customers to help solve maintenance issues and increase mine efficiency and productivity you can contact the bit service team by phone at 306-653-0988 or email them at admin at bitservice.ca you can also v- visit their website bitservice.ca Next up, we also have Savannah Equipment. Savannah Equipment supplies new and used mining equipment around the world from placer to underground to ore processing plants. They have gold concentrating tables, trommels, and mineral jigs in stock now to take advantage of the high gold prices. You can visit them at SavonarEquipment.com where you will find more equipment every day. And last but not least, we've got PowerZone. When you need a specialized team of world-class engineers for your oil and gas pipelines, dewatering, or eddy fluid handling needs, you want to visit PowerZone.com. In addition to their inventory of rebuilt pumps, motors, engines, they also have an amazing team to design and engineer your systems. No matter the challenge, no matter the location, get in the zone with Power Zone. Visit them at powerzone.com. I almost forgot their Uh-oh. their uh, their uh, <laughs> website there for a minute.
0: That's a good. There we go. That's a good lineup. Um, do we want to do a quick shout out to CIM as well, our partner?
1: Yes, um, uh, we can definitely do that. Wow, thank you. Apparently, I'm not doing that great this morning. Um, definitely, CIM is partner is our partner um, in mining now. They they've uh, helped us put mining now together. Started off at Mimo, so thank you so much to CIM, um, especially because CIM the expo just I believe today, last day of the CIM uh, Expo 2020. Right. Yeah. Right. That's 2021, right, so. <laughs> 2021. See that? That's where, I'm, Oh my goodness. I need to like it's
0: okay, start it's okay. over. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. Um, the, uh, I'm just, but anyway, yeah, that was a good lineup of sponsors and some good, uh, some good companies there in the mining sector. So I guess we'll jump right into it now. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, welcome to the show, Carl. Uh, it's great to have you on. How are you doing this morning? Very good. Thank you. Excellent. Happy to be here. Excellent. Yeah. I'm excited. This is, uh, with working with Haley and Lauren to kind of organize this. It's been, yeah, it's been, it's exciting to have you join now. Um, Could you just give us an overview? Like who is Fenner Dunlop? Kind of like a brief overview overview of uh, what you do, what you specialize in.
2: Yeah, well, we are a conveyor belt manufacturer. We are owned by Michelin since uh, 2018. Uh, Fenner started a long time ago, well, 160 years ago to be precise, in UK. Okay. Uh, we manufacture belt, rubber belt and uh, PVC belt. So the PVC belt are made in, in UK and rubber belt are made, the rubber belt that are sold in, in Canada and US are manufactured in Canada and in the US. Okay. So yeah, we have two manufacturing plans in the States, in, uh, in Port Clinton and in uh, Toledo, Ohio, and we have one in Bracebridge in Ontario. We we are we are the
0: only heavyweight belt
2: manufacturer in Canada right now.
0: Oh, okay, okay, excellent. The um, I just wanted to quickly touch on for PVC belting because that's what is that what is that used for? Well, it's
2: mainly used where you, you need uh, for special application like potash. Potash mining okay. is is a big customer of of PVC belt.
0: Right. So like oh, even so if you if you've got like these potash mines in Saskatchewan and other places in the u s correct course they're yeah, they are um, in the u k yeah,
2: they are mainly using pVc so and pVc you're going to use PVC where you want to have the most fire resistant property
0: on the wow. conveyor belt okay. PVc is pVc is the, the the material you're going to use I see okay well that's uh, that's good just to touch on um and uh with your with your belting what is um like in the manufacturing process? Is there something that puts you like puts stands you like puts you apart from basically your competitors with how you are manufacturing this this material?
2: Well, right now I would say one of the best differentiating point that we have is we develop and manufacture our own fabric. We're we're one of the only ones that does that. So nobody else manufactured their fabric like we do. So all our fabric, you know, are weaved in, in the States, in Lavonia, Georgia, we have our own weaving plan over there. So, uh, so that's, it helps us, you know, we, we control every aspect of the manufacturing. So we, we have our own quality control on the fabric, uh, both in, in before we, we put the fabric inside the belt and, and after so it's it's a big differentiator and on the other side i would say that one thing that we do differently uh, would be that you know the Michelin group you know being part of the Michelin group is a big advantage for us Michelin has a a, a lot of capability in terms of r&d so it, it they are they are helping us you know constantly you know to improve our rubber compound
0: yeah with a name like Michelin that's the, that's just a, such a well-known brand. Does that help like in the so you're doing the, the fabrics that and and I'll get Gowdy to like to show a bit of the video cuz the mm-hmm. Lavonia is that how you say the the name yeah. right? So yeah. Lavonia in Georgia. Hold that up so then the audience can see like that that facility. So all that that material that you're weaving how does that So you've got that and then you've got the rubber as well. Like how does, I guess we'll get in, I guess we'll get into that. So is that just one step then of the process for like the Livonia, the plant?
2: Well, there there are multiple steps, but if, you know, just if you want to simplify it, we manufacture the fabric in Livonia. Okay. Once the, the fabric, to have the rubber to adhere to the fabric, it needs to be treated. So we manufacture and we treat the fabric in, in Livonia. And then those this fabric is either shipped to Port Clinton, uh, Toledo, Ohio, or Bracebridge in Ontario to be used in the belt manufacturing. So those three plants are not manufacturing fabric per se. They're not weaving their, the fabric. Everything is done at the same place.
0: I see. The, and you mentioned it that you're... Now now in North America, you're the only one like the whole process, you're basically controlling your whole supply chain. Is that correct? Right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So just to if you could explain to the audience and to me, um, how you've got so you've talked about like the fabric. So how is the makeup of a of a belt a belt? Like, especially for like the different applications that beltings used, and like I was working in like Prior to this, like working in the mining sector, so you deal with a lot of belting. But how how is it how is it put together?
2: Well, it's the the we 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 mix the rubber uh, depending on the recipe of of that we need for the part, this particular application. If it's a if the belt will need to withstand high heat, it's not the same compound. If will it will need to withstand um, a chemical, it's something different. Uh if it's a belt that will be more used in a cut and gouge application, like a what we call a grade one application, let's say it's a belt that will be used under a crusher, so that mm. we're gonna mix a certain recipe. If yeah. it's a belt that it will be used on a on a, an abrasion application, which will be typically, let's say a stacker, you know, like a, a just you know, that will stack finished product fine where there will be less cut and gouge on the cover of the belt then it, it will be mixed with a different recipe so once this this rubber is mixed it, it is then calendar in in small in uh, not a small but thin layer or depending of the cover thickness you know it will be then put on rolls and after you're going to have a set of roll that will be one roll will be for the bottom cover you know when when we refer to cover by the way it's it's the layer of, of rubber that is either under the belt or on top of the belt. So we have the 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 roll for the bottom cover, the 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 skin between the ply, you're gonna have roll with the fabric that will make the ply of the belt and we have one roll that will be the top cover. Everything is fed into a large press and we press the belt, you know, we press all this and we we vulcanize basically the, the rubber on the fabric and everything gets you know like fused together. And then we we just open up the press and we 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 pull out the belt on a on a finished product roll and then we start the process again until the until the belt is completely done.
0: You mentioned there are a couple of like applications like whether it's like large like the cut and gouge or the or the abrasion. like how many different like how many different types of covers have to be used? well we have like 50 different covers oh really depending
2: yeah depending on the application and that's one thing that we we need to make sure that we that's a message we need to convey our customer we we want to we we need to inform them on everything that is available so uh, so if you are using uh, for example, the dusting agent. You need to use a cover that will resist those dusting, the agent, because the chemical might harm the rubber. You know, mm. if you're using the belt in a high heat application, you need a belt that will withstand the, the high temperature, and so on. So there's there's all kind of cover for all kind of application.
0: Is that is that part of like the like the recipe you're talking about? That does that go directly to the customer? Like what they. That, will they tell you what sort of applications they're trying to do, and like you'll start putting together what they need?
2: Yes, so that's ideally that's what we want to do. That's we want to we want to see the application, we want to hear about the application, we want to understand the application, and once we do, we can offer the the belt the best belt for them. But uh, yeah, we need to the the more we know about the application, the best match we can we can offer the customer with the product with with our product line
0: okay getting going again focusing on your customers and um i'm sure you have a lot throughout canada and the u.s you're you're in you're in canada though so we'll kind of stay stay with that but is there is there some typical mistakes that you might see customers make at times when they're trying to select their belt yeah well
2: that's a good question we um most typically you know what we see is once you know once the customer cover the you know the basic need um they will focus mo- mo- mostly on the price and you know it's not always the best way to purchase the most efficient belt you know if you're looking for productivity and longevity uh an example you know and maybe we got we can talk about it a bit later on there's two types of belt same application uh, and based on the cover property the belt one belt will outlast the first one by 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 twice the length you know twice the time so uh, if you have a but it, those are two very good belts. but the one you know you can you can purchase one that will last twice as long but you're going to pay a premium of 15 so okay. so it's so we need to make sure that we offered yes we can we can offer what you are asking for that's the belt that will go there. But if we if we uh if we let's say improve on the cover compound, you can get a much better product. And it's you know, it's that's the, the that's a big dilemma. You know, are we are we will the customer, you know, this one is an easy one, like 15% more, twice as more usage. That's that's a no-brainer. But yep. it's it's easier said than done when you are on on let's say on the public bid or those things, many customers will focus strictly on the price. So that's we, we wanna we wanna try to inform them as much as possible.
0: Okay. The I think you touched on it now. So I just have in my notes here there's there's the the carcass and I I'm just the carcass and the like the two component components of the belt i think you touched on them but just to clarify yeah. what are those two components before i get into like i've got a question here but can you just clarify that
2: yeah so a, a conveyor belt is is mainly you have two components the carcass which is the the the, the fabric that will go inside the belt oh the, okay. The, the, so the fa- the carcass is is what gives the belt the strength to carry the load okay and to withstand the the horsepower of the drive and all that so that's and the carcass is that's basically the heart of the belt and the cover the cover we need to keep in mind the cover's sole purpose is to protect the carcass so because you know that's that's the only thing we we need to protect so uh, as long as the carcass will be intact the belt will run Mm -hmm. so that's that so those are the two main components and and we need to focus on let's say we replace a belt we need to focus do we replace a belt because we're we're having a carcass failure or a carcass issue or we're having a cover issue the idea is not to replace a black rubber belt with the first black rubber belt you know okay. we need to replace the belt with the best belt possible for the application that's what we're trying to do
0: how would you to get into like the the bad part how do you see how do you see like if a carcass why, what would make a carcass fail
2: well and and uh, and, and i'm just going to talk about you know from a, a belt manufacturer standpoint mm. just i'm not going to talk about you know let's say shoot design or any of that okay. so uh, a carcass will fail most of the time it's because some you know there will be um large object either large rock you know with very sharp rock or, or bigger rock than, than uh, what the belt normally sees from a, a, a big drop and it will puncture the belt and it will create a, a hole in the belt. So once you, have, you start to have those puncture on the belt, then it, you need to stop and fix it and up until the belt has enough repair that it needs to be replaced. So the goal, is to, the goal is to once the customer replaced the belt, is that there's no more cover on the belt? But let's see, because let's say you purchase the best cover available, okay? But you don't have the right carcass. You're going to replace your belt not because your cover is worn out, but because your carcass is is damaged. So uh, you're gonna you're gonna lose money and you're gonna pay a, a cover for nothing because you know your application, you ran out of of carcass before you ran out of cover. So, we need to fix the carcass. We need well, We need to address the carcass situation with the best carcass possible.
0: What it, so is there is there techniques that Fenner Dunlop uses to basically strengthen the the life and longevity of these belts?
2: Yeah, and um the for a long period of time the um the the immediate reaction, if the customer was experiencing carcass failure, you know it was in beefing, you know the they were beefing up the number of pi or the PIW. We need to. Sorry, can, to, what, to what were they beefing up? The PIW. So they were increasing <laughs> yeah. the PIW is the well that's the most common rating from which we rate a belt. So okay. if we say it's a 600 PIW, so it means that the working tension of the belt is 600 pound per inch of width of the belt. So that's that's the strength of the belt. Let's say, let's put it this way. So that's the the okay. most common. That's the most common uh, measure that we we go by. So if let's say and they had a ply belt, you know, three ply, uh, 600 PIW, they experienced a lot of puncture, and the the they, you know the, the immediate reaction was we're going to beef it up to a, a you know an 800 PIW. We're going to have thicker ply, and will it will you know it might prevent punctures. So it's It's not the best way, because as you beef up the number of ply, you know then your plea gets too small, and you don't get the good performance out of you know in terms of puncture resistance just by doing that. So our response to that is we have different carcass that can withstand those those impact. For example, if we we have uh, like a ply belt, Will be the the belt with all those you know ply flat you know fabric that will, will make the carcass. We have what we call the um, the Nova X. The Nova X is a single ply belt. It's not weave like a regular weave like you know like a, in a a square pattern or a, you know what we call flat duck. It's it's more it's a dual crimp. It's a more I would say intricate carcass where you have a bigger adhesion. And, and much more puncture resistance and rip and tear resistance. So that's like a, you know, that's that's let's say that's the one grade one grade or one step above a regular ply belt. So we're still at the same PIW, we're still at the same trafficking capability, we're still at the same load carrying capability, but we by changing the design of the carcass, we have increased the resistance of the belt for to you know in 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 terms of puncture.
0: Okay, and we so can bring so, Gary will be able to bring photos up to show yes those different yeah. weave patterns. Cause when when I'm looking at it, like so the I think you just said you see the you've got the ply, like the ply lot, yep. then the nova X. And then do you want to quickly touch on it, it looks like there's the is there any, what is it, one? The Asflex That's our oh,
2: that, yeah. yes. Well, the Asflex is that's our flagship carcass, that's the belt that makes us say that our belt withstands the most demanding application, you know, the longest lasting belt in the world, you know, that's, okay. that's because of the S-Flex. The S-Flex is widely known in the industry uh, and, based, you know, most, most of the time when a customer starts to use S-Flex uh, on a on high impact application, they never go, they never go back to a belt oh really so it, it's it's day and night different um to give you an idea the most common uh, rip a belt will get will be on the lengthwise you know there will be a large rug that will puncture the belt and it will stay jammed over there and then the belt will just rip on on the on the large portion are you, saying,
0: are you saying like if a rock basically drops down on it like if it's getting fed drops on it, it smashes through but this, yeah and just like a regular belt it'll just tear until that yeah. thing cuts off
2: yeah so uh, like a ply belt it's more or less and an i i don't want to oversimplify things but a ply belt is made of fabric that is wave essentially like you know when we let's say we want to tear a third piece of cotton cloth for example, yeah. once it's started, it's fairly easy to rip or to tear, I should say. Yeah. So the the flex, the straight work carcass, which is the sflex or the dual the dual crimp, which is the Nova X, those belts they, they, they have two big or important attributes, I should say, to withstand those harsh applications. They their puncture resistance is far more greater than the ply belt. But if we ever encounter a situation where we have a, a sharp object that will you know manage to go to puncture the belt then our rip and tear resistance is three times you know for the same PIW belt the same load carrying capability we're talking same tension of belt we're going to we're going to have you know the belt will be well it's going to be three times the rip you know and the, the t- The tear, the rip resistance on the lengthwise. If we talk about this one, is three times greater than a ply belt. Okay. So yeah. So the puncture resistance is is a lot greater, and then the rip resistance is as well. So there's like you know we have a like two safety I would say safety measure to prevent that from happening. Often what will happen is the the belt will you know if a rock jam a rock jam in uh jam the belt the the belt is so resistant to rip it will it will just stop and the the the, the motor will 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 stop it will you know and then we, we, we're gonna have a
0: uh the breaker will trip basically okay. because the belt is hard to rip so it's got that much resistance yeah. that the entire basically you're gonna save yeah can you repair can you if, if that does happen it does puncture like a does a small tear can you repair or we, that work?
2: we can repair small puncture or small yeah. tear but if it's if it's if it's a long uh if, if the damage is long you cannot repair you need to the belt needs to be
0: replaced uh, so that's why it's so important to have those so yes so correct right. and
2: and yeah well, well and don't don't get me wrong you know the, this the belt is made of rubber uh, nylon and polyester so it, let's say if something for example if if a very sharp piece of metal falls into the chute you know it's still possible to yeah. you know to cut slip this belt on yeah. on the entire on the entire <laughs> length of the belt but most of the time you know the flex and the, the novax are are carcass that are you know far more resistant to a regular tie belt
0: so that's a pretty good breakdown. So that's the the Plylock, the Nova X, and the, it's, you, you say us, is it us flex? Us flex, yeah. And then, so are those the, are those basically the the three that you, you supply?
2: Well, uh, yeah, those are, you know, those account for most of the belt we supply. On the textile side, we have steel cord belt that we can, we can talk if you want to, but uh, on the textile side, we have, you know, those are the ones that are that we sell m- the most often. We also have, you know, for for very, you know, super heavy duty application, yeah, uh, we can we can weave a belt with the Asflex weaving. So we have the rip and tear resistant. But instead of weaving it with with polyester and nylon, we're going to weave it with aramid, with Kevlar, basically. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so the belt will be made. The, the carcass will be strictly made out of Kevlar. You know this belt can stop bullets. So, uh, uh, but the uh, so the the biggest advantage of this belt is when you you have a, a, a puncture application that is you know beyond anything else. So a customer, you know, uh, and and we have the the we sold one and uh, do have a bit of data on this. So. Uh, Okay. So they they increase. You know, they were using a steel cord. We need to say that most of the
0: time those belts will be used on 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 those long conveyor. So they were using those, a steel cord. Are those those like like multi mile conveyors that you'll see? Is that where yeah. something like yeah. this is used?
2: Yeah. Well, the, this customer yes, but it could be oh. used on a, on a shorter conveyor as well. Okay.
0: I'll, I'll let you so, sorry for interrupting. That. Just, yeah. No, that's
2: fine. That's fine. So the customer, the best they ever did was six months. So. They, they they never made more than 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 six months, and and uh, the first uh, cord flex we call the Aramid belt, the cord flex, the first cord flex we installed over there, uh, they made forty months out of it. Oh really? Yeah. So uh, so it's it's a tremendous you know improvement, and they figure out that increasing the you know the life of the belt. And not only that, reducing the number of of shutdown that the belt needs to be repaired, it was the the cord flex was
0: paying for itself. Okay, so this this customer, they, how did they decide to? Was it basically just consulting with you, like, yeah. like that? They not with added, me
2: personally, but but with some of my coworkers and and yeah. our technical department. And once we assess the application, once we see the application, you know, uh, once we physically walk the conveyor and have a good understanding of the application, we can commit to, yes, we, we you, you will improve with the cord flex. So, uh, but the, you know, and, and once the, the customer installed one and he see the results for himself, then they decide, yes, it's worth it that's so, uh, yeah saving sorry saving on on shutdown yep. uh they went from uh uh 160 hours over the you know the 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 first 15 months to 26 so they save a lot of shutdown and they you know they dropped, only gosh, the sh- they only yeah. had shut down
0: for 26 hours after
2: yeah the they increased their uptime by this 86% incredible so by going to the cord flex so the cord flex and it's not the cord flex will not you know uh will not repair or, or i would say repair, would, would fix any uh rip issue per se because the rip and tear resistance is somewhat you know in the range of the uh, flex where you're going to have a tremendous improvement is puncture resistance the puncture resistance is just you know to the roof because it's 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 a it's a, it's a Kevlar belt.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive that it's been designed yeah. with that bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not for every application,
2: but yeah. in some cases it's it's a it's a problem solver.
0: Yeah, the so we that's a lot of the like the basically like trying to avoid that carcass damage. Does the is there ways that you did touch on it? I think, but could you go into a little bit more of if there's ways to prevent the cover wear,
2: yeah, well, th- yeah, it, it, that's that's a good point. Once we, you know, once we have fixed the carcass issue, then we need to work, you know, what is the best cover, and and for the for the application. So, for example, um, we we have, um, and let's talk about abrasion because abrasion is an easy yeah. one, you know, to fix. Um, we measure abrasion. There's a specific test made to measure abrasion so we can rate abrasion resistance factually between two belts so we can say this belt is at 100 and this belt is at 50 and for this rating the lower the number the better so um lower is
0: better for abrasion
2: yes okay. so i can i can briefly explain how, how it's worked uh, how it's done the, we cut a piece of rubber which is a pre, predetermined size put the piece of rubber in a machine. The machine will drag the piece of rubber on a sandpaper drum for a certain period of time with a specific pressure on it. After this test, we will measure how much cubic millimeter the piece of rubber will lose. So if we make the test and the the piece of rubber, and we, we, we measure that by weighting the, the piece of rubber, before and after. So it's easy to say that, okay, so based on the weight loss, this this piece of, uh, has lost 50 square millimeter, for example. And this one has last 100, that square, sorry, cubic millimeter, and this one has last 100. So it's it's fair to say that in an abrasion application, the belt will last 50 cubic millimeter will last twice as long as the belt will last 100. Okay. So going back to this, so the the standard is, if a customer asks us to say, oh, we, I need a grade two belt, or there's, you know, there's an application, they've been purchasing grade two forever, and um, they, um, so so, the idea requested price for, you know, the bare minimum, like a grade two, that we will supply a belt that, that will be, uh, that will be rated to uh, 120, for example, you know one one on 120 den abrasion index yeah but if you there are belts on the market you know and we manufacture belt that you know cover that will withstand abrasion application you know a lot better than than just you know a a typical grade two application we have some belt that will will be will will score like 20 on the den abrasion index so if you're purchasing, and I'm going to take you back to the first example I had, yeah, um, the customer will by paying 15% more, and you know, don't necessarily quote me on this, but roughly yeah. 15% more yeah. for the belt, he will double the the thin abrasion resistance. So it's it, it's fair to expect that the the belt will last twice as long. And and the most you know uh, interesting example is. Uh, we had a customer last year and they always purchased the same belt. They always purchased the same belt, which was a good belt. I'm not, you know, and it, they were not purchasing this belt from us, but from somebody else. Yeah. And, and, and it was, it, it, it's a very demanding application. It's a mix of abrasion and a bit of, of cut and gouge, you know, the lump size is fairly big, but nevertheless, it's, it, it's a, it's a tough application. They, n- they never, you know, made more than 14 months. Oh, you know uh, so for the last uh, well. as long as they remember the best the best uh, performance they had was 14 months so we we our response to you know to this situation was we quoted a belt that was you know significantly more expensive than the belt they used to purchase but we quoted this belt with our best cover for the application and after we only have one report because it's fairly new so um after three months of service, the belt has lost like 0.4 millimeter of thickness. The cover is 16 millimeter. We could extrapolate that at at this pace, the cover, the belt will last, uh, uh, you know, 10 years, 120 months, for every three months, you know, over a period of, of, of uh, over a thickness of 16 millimeter it it brings us to 10 years probably the belt won't last 10 years something might happen you know it it, only 10 years is very long what type of um, application are they using it for it it's 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 one of the the belt that it's in a gold mine okay and they are yeah it's a gold mine it's a very demanding application lump size is big you know we're talking about 16 inches and, and okay six foot drop so uh, and but it's a yeah, like I said, it's a mix of, of cut and gouge and abrasion, but we 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 went there with our with our most expensive cover, basically, but it was not the belt was not three times the price, you know, so so the cover, you know, the customer has has a big saving because they're going to reduce the amount of shutdown the belt will last longer. And because uh, at the end of the day, what we want to do is to offer the best cost per ton over the life of the belt for the money the customer is investing. Right. So that's, that's, that's,
0: that's where you get that longest, the longest lasting belt, because that's, uh, that'd be pretty incredible if it did happen to get to that 10, 10 years. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like right now it's,
2: it's even hard to measure, you know, uh, cover loss on, on 0.4 millimeter yeah. so, uh, on an average. So it's, it's a difficult one. It, the belt has lost so little that uh, we 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 kind of agree that it was like 0.4 with the customer, but uh, it, it depends where, you know, it, it's it's so little. You have to be so precise. So we'll we'll see as the belt yeah. is is used. But technically in in three months, when they make, you know, the the best they make is 14 months, 14 months, uh, the belt should have last like lost like 25% of the cover or so.
0: And that's so that's that's a gold mining application is there is yeah. there certain products that are tougher on belts like is there does it does it also depend on what you're saying in Canada a lot of mining does it depend on what you're mining
2: yes well
0: like everything that you know rocks you know
2: everything that when you 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 move rocks like uh like in a gold mine diamond mine you know iron ore mine, you know those are all hard on the belt. And uh, if you compare there, you know, compare it with, uh, let's say potash, or if you compare it with, um, uh, for example, coal, coal is not necessarily very hard on the uh, on the cover of the belt. But everything that you know, anything that you mine on on hard rocks is, is
0: like most of the mineral are, it's fairly similar. Okay that makes sense
2: does the, it answer your question
0: i think i think so yeah i mean this is yeah. this is good information there's you would think oh it's just a it's just a rubber belt but there's so much more that goes goes in yeah. that. so it's
2: and often the, the the conveyor design will will play a big role you know okay. conveyor design shoe design the operation but once you know everything being equal i can i can only talk from a conveyor belt manufacturer point of view Yeah, so yes, sometimes the the customer can do some conveyor modification to increase the longevity of the belt. But, you know, uh, yeah, so but from my point of view, I can only respond to those applications. with if it's a cut and gouge with the best cut and gouge cover we can offer that will outlast, you know, a regular cut and gouge because again, if we just look at the price and and the basic requirement where I think sometimes we're missing the boat, because there's so much we can do with if the customer is willing to look at what is the best belt for the application
0: probably comes down to the information they want to provide as well it seems like that's a pretty big key with yeah. collecting the right information or yeah. Well, most right yeah most
2: thing. of the time yeah most of the time when they when they try one you know and they see the result yeah they're they are very willing to share the information on the other ones
0: as well so there's the grade one and two applications is there other is there other things that you have to watch for basically with these belts yeah, well,
2: yes, for, you know, depending on which, uh, like, grade one and two, again, is is a, you know, general term to determine if the belt will have, grade one means that the belt will have to withstand cut and gouge, you know, uh, it's a cut and gouge application, meaning that, let's say under a crusher, it's a, it's a grade one application, because yeah. the lumps are big, they're sharp, they're dropping from a, a significant height on the belt. And when they, get, they fall on the belt, they tend to cut and gouge the cover. That's why we call it a grade one. And a grade two belt is, you know, further away from the crusher. It's more grade two application. Okay. So those are the, the, the two main ones. But between all this, there's, there's tons of application. There, there are belt that will have to withstand. Um, for example, if you're in a tar sand, it will have to withstand bitumen. You, you have, we can manufacture belt that will withstand cold, Weather, you know, a very cold application. We have belt working well above the Arctic Circle, so that's. Oh really? If we manufacture yes, yeah. So, uh so if we manufacture a belt for an application like this, when we when we mix the compound recipe, we need to keep in mind that well this belt will will work at minus fifty Celsius. Okay. So that's uh, <laughs> so that's a bit different than if we would be in Arizona, for example.
0: Yeah, so that actually, yeah, so that's, you've got, so you've basically got heat resistance, you've got cold resistance, that's all a part of it.
2: Yeah, chemical resistance, you know, uh, oil resistance, uh, we have all those different compounds to fit the application.
0: Yeah, that's, it's amazing how one product, especially in the mining sector, and that's such a big part of the Canadian economy has, there's so many different options and, just getting yeah. to how much longer some of these, some of these have lasted for your customers. It's it's
2: yeah. Yeah. And in, in the, you know, and we can understand why a customer will sometimes think, you know, that they're all the same when you look at it, you know, it's, it, it it's a black rubber belt roll, yeah. you know, with yeah. the thickness and we think that the thickness will be, you know, and the PIW, the resistance of the, uh, the strength of the belt will be the only thing that we need to look at but the, we can some we can you know often compare conveyor belt with uh with tires so if you have uh, been, okay there's as much difference between two conveyor belt as there is between a formula 1 tire you know and yeah. a tractor tire
0: that makes so, sense. That's a good. That's almost like a simplification, but it's almost a good one for... Yeah, uh, people but like,
2: it's easy when, it's, when you're talking about the tire, it's easy to see because yeah. you look at the tire, you see how it is, you know, and you're going to see that, okay, this is a sports car tire and this is, you know, a golf cart tire. You, you see the difference when you look at it, but not on a conveyor belt. You know, they're, they all look the same when, when uh, you know, they're rolling on, they're rolling on a, on a core, but there are big differences.
0: Yeah, the for for people that are in uh, like across Canada specifically because that's where you are. I um, mm-hmm. just uh, do you do you service all of Canada, like and yes. uh, is that I guess if you just kind of go through just a quick like how people where you service kind of like what your regions are if that's if that's the case.
2: So yes, we we work in Canada with distributors, so we have distributors to cover the entire country. So that's uh, that's the best way to go. Uh, one thing I need to mention is that as a manufacturer, we um, it's not necessarily efficient for us to manufacture short pieces of belt. So these guys will purchase the belt as wide as possible, as long as possible, to ensure the best price, and they will cut it and slit it to length and to your width, and they will you know sell it and install it to uh, to the different end users. So, um, and talking about distributor, I'm very proud to say that we have a new distributor in Northern Ontario. So your channel is uh, the first place we officially announce it. So uh, we're very proud to say that, uh, to announce that Dunright Rubber will be our distributor for Northern Ontario. So that's that's a very good addition to the Fenner Dunlap distribution family. So that being said, I also need to mention that all our distributor network are supported with uh, by account manager. So in Canada, we have three uh, territory account manager. These guys, they are Canadian, they live in Canada. They are, they, we have Alexandre, who covers Quebec and the Maritimes. We have Joe, who covers Ontario and Manitoba, and Brent, who covers the uh, Canada, the Western part of Canada. So these three guys, their sole purpose is to support our distributor network, support the end user, and and make sure that we we sell the best product possible to our customer. So do, don't hesitate if you want to reach out to them, put them to the test. These guys are pretty good, and they will help you out fixing your conveyor issues.
0: Excellent, excellent. That's that's good. And we'll have all the links and everything, of course, where where they yes. can find you. And we'll yeah. it-
2: on our on our website, you can find the map with all our distributors.
0: Okay, great. We'll we'll put. A, I'll get Gowdy to put a picture up of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Quickly, before I mean, this has been—you almost don't think there's that much to learn off of just just a conveyor belt. But I wanted to quickly kind of finish off with uh, a, a little bit about your background. You've got extensive knowledge, as people will be able to tell in this in this field. Um, so, the when did you when did you start with Fenner Dunlap?
2: Well, I, st- I started with Fenner Dunlap only a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. Uh, prior to that, there was uh, I was working with one of Fenners distributors. I see. Uh, so I was with the distributor for the for five years prior to moving with Fenner. and before that, but my background is 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 machinery, is heavy equipment. Um, I started in the heavy equipment a long time ago, and uh, I was always in the heavy equipment until until I you know I had an opportunity to work in conveyor belt. And we, you know, like everybody else, when you're outside this industry, you don't, you don't realize how much there is, you know, in, in conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and I, I find it, you know, uh, it's motivating. It's interesting. Uh, every conveyor are different. Every application are different. And you can make a big difference, you know, because, you know, going from 14 months to technically 10 years, it's yeah. quite an improvement, you know, so when you do those things, when you work with your customer, it's very rewarding. It's very interesting, you know, to, you know, to come, come up to your customer with something different, you know?
0: Yeah. So, the, is there some, you've touched on that, that part of it, like seeing, seeing like the customer save so much just based on the lifespan of it. Uh, picking the right belt is there been some interesting like say lessons that like during your time with the distributor and now with fenner Dunlop, that maybe you could share with the share with the audience well uh, if one thing
2: i could i'd like to you know a point that i would like to stress the most the most is you know ask question uh, you know if if i would be a customer and i would ask question to my belt distributor i would aim for you know, yes, this belt costs X, but is there some, something I can, you know, invest and in, get a better product? Because, and that's, at Fener, that's what we do. We, we want to push the premium product because this is where we think we can make the biggest difference. You're, we are not good at manufacturing cheap belt. That's not that's not our role. That's we manufacture, sure. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we're not good at that so we are good at manufacturing premium belt that will give the customer the best you know bang for their buck on the long run that's that's what we do and that's i think that's the only that's the only response we have we can have to you know you know cutting the prices and and foreign belt you know that come from asia not to mention them but yeah so it's it's we're not uh, we're not on that part of the business we are more on the On the premium product and we think we can make a difference and and it's the it's also the philosophy of michelin when when a customer purchases michelin for their whole truck or the loader or their equipment um they can go out there and purchase cheaper tire you know yeah they still purchase michelin so why because they get the best usage out of the tire right so so we're we're in the same we're pretty much in the same boat
0: so the one thing you did mention you said about the steel cord carl and would you be able to so we've gone through like the main ones that you've manufactured could you touch on that a little bit as well
2: yeah well customers use steel cord when they need to carry material over long distances so uh so the steel cord is the main the main belt for those those applications. Okay. so we do manufacture steel cord most of our steel cord are manufactured in bracebridge in ontario so we we manufacture our belt over there, and you know steel cord. Obviously, we do not manufacture our steel cord. So that uh, not the steel cord. Sorry, the the yeah the the cable that goes into right. the belt. Yeah, we purchase those like everybody else does. Yeah, but what we make different. What we do differently is is we we can uh, uh, lay a, a layer of us flex fabric into uh-huh. the steel cord the steel cord it, the issue with steel cord is if we have an impact uh, eye impact application the rock that will fall on the belt will damage the steel cords so the cable are they're not able to withstand impact they will break so in order to you know to increase the belt longevity we will we will uh, in the layer of rubber in the cover we will put uh, 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 one layer of a asflex fabric for example yep. and if when the large rock will fall on the belt it will dissipate the energy over you know a greater area and it will save the the cables so it's gonna it's gonna increase the longevity of the belt for uh, you know for uh, a much better period
0: okay excellent that's
2: what that's what we can that's what we do differently and the other thing is it's it's not released yet but we're working on um, on deploying a, a new application called bird's eye so we have a steel cord monitoring system that monitors oh. the steel cord. Let's say you have a long overland conveyor. Yeah. You want to know, you know, are you know, is my belt in good condition? Am I having cable ruptured? So we have a whole system that will monitor the cable condition and it will report this condition on an application on a smartphone.
0: So oh, I might, uh, so. might have to get you back to talk about that in more detail once it's released. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, sure. That's so that's like, that's a very interesting application. Yeah, so that's it hasn't been released yet, but it's coming soon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Ex- excellent. So well, oh. we
2: we I think we are on the we're on the, the we did it was released internally. Right. But then maybe maybe we can uh, we can do something once it's deployed. I don't think the ads are out yet, but it's I we see. are on the verge of, of releasing everything for that.
0: Yeah, technology is such a big, a big uh, key now with so many of the with with heavy industry in general, just because it can save so much time and money with the use of that technology so that yeah that that'll, uh, that'll be very interesting. Um, Yeah, really glad you were able to join Carl. Uh, Thanks again. It's been, I've learned just a ton and you provided good, I think some great information. Uh, The yeah, basically, if if you need if you need a long lasting conveyor belt, definitely check out Fenner Dunlop. Again, all the links and everything will be will be up there. Um, Gaudi, uh did you learn all about belting now? I did. Perfect. I think I
1: need more though. I, I think it's it's uh it's a topic that no matter how many times you you read or you hear, there's always something else that you can learn. So uh it would be very nice to have him back on and and kind of uh unpack those those other apps and the new uh yeah. So it'd be cool.
0: Yeah, that was yeah, that's great. Um yeah, I guess Gaudi, if you can just uh let everybody know where they can find this this episode. I know we're yeah, if you can let everybody know where to find find us basically
1: <laughs> for sure first up please remember to subscribe to our youtube channel we've got two episodes a week on there don't miss a single one um and we've got more to come uh also if you'd like to be part of the show whether it's mining now crownsman energy or the crownsman show please contact us info at crownsman.com yeah excellent that's good excellent and today's a goodbye to rory as he heads back to behind the scenes of the show oh yes
0: until (laughs) until a future date yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) so next episode you will see jared
0: (laughs) perfect Um, all right
1: no i think that's good so uh thank you and we will see you on the next episode